Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. It's your boy, Chetto, the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is 1111. He's the headliner of the Come Up Show's 10th year anniversary. It's happening Thursday, November 30th at Adelaide Hall. Get your tickets right now at thecomeupshow.com. And 1111 is from Toronto. He's got around 25 million video views just on YouTube. And we talked about his upbringing in the West End of Toronto, his musical influences, and why he doesn't like drama. 1111 on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? I go by the name of 1111. I'm an R&B artist. And, um, yeah, I'm here today on the Come Up Show. Welcome. Glad to have you, eleven yeah. eleven. Thank you. Glad and I, I, I don't want this to be a dumb question. You know, eleven eleven. When the time turns, eleven eleven is like, it's like what? Is it like a shooting star? Like make a wish? Yeah, that type you're of supposed thing? to make a wish at eleven eleven. A lot of people believe in it. Yeah. Right. It's like a superstition thing. Is when eleven eleven comes up, like mm-hmm. you make a wish quick before it changes. Mm-hmm. But you can't like you know you can't like time it and be like oh eleven eleven make a wish you got to catch it. Mm. You have to catch it. So once you catch it, you kind of make a wish. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And is is that like you based your name off that? You just yeah, that, your, that okay. time is like really significant to me because like okay. I was born at the time eleven eleven, not on eleven eleven, which today is eleven eleven. Oh snap! Yeah. So. Yo, it's eleven <laughs> eleven. Yeah, today is eleven eleven today. Wow. So it's a perfect time for me to be on the show. Hey. Right, but um, yeah. So. That's that's why I want to go with that name, and a lot of people do know Eleven Eleven. That when it comes up, you're supposed to mm-hmm. wish something. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm. that's what that name means to me. That significance that it has to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what significance does Lawrence Heights Community Center have to you? Uh, that's where I started music. Mm. Yeah, man. Like uh, the jungle. Shout out, yeah. <laughs> shout out Jungle and Varna Drive, man. Um, that's where it all started. Mm. Um, I started producing there. I started off as a producer. Yeah. I uh, didn't know 
So like what this this community center had a studio. Yeah. Okay. And I actually ran the studio. Okay. Yeah. There. Like a community program where like yeah, along with someone, this guy named DT, he um DT. Yeah. He okay. he like brought me in there, mm-hmm. and that's where I started just like making beats and. I'd make beats for, like, the people in the neighborhood, like, the rappers and stuff in the neighborhood. I, I really never sang, mm. and I tried it, and it just worked out. Like, it, it wasn't the greatest, but I practiced, mm-hmm. like, every day. So, you know, like, you just got practice. By trying, like, how do you just try it? Like, because people who are behind the boards are usually, like, I mean, you know? like, yeah. I remember recording my first song in a living room, in my living room in, in uh, Jungle, with my mom sleeping and I was like just recording a song me singing on the hook and that's where it started that's where I was like oh I didn't think it was that good but people I showed people and they're like yo you have potential and stuff so Mm -hmm. I just kept practicing because I love music like it's Mm -hmm. fun to me Mm -hmm. I really like like making music writing it and recording it's like one of my favorite parts so like I would just do it for fun come home from school from football practice hop on the computer, make a beat or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's what I did when I was when I was a kid, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of the musical upbringing, like what's what's being played when you're growing up? Or who, is it your parents that are playing something? Or It's, it's, yeah. it's like yeah. mostly my parents maybe. Yeah. Like sometimes um, I know my mom played like country music and like mm. reggae, dance hall, like old school dance hall. Mm-hmm. And like my dad's Trinidadian. Mm-hmm. So like soca. She plays soca too and stuff like that. So it's like, it's a bunch of different music. You know what I mean? Like, so that's why I don't like discriminate against music. If I like it, if it's good to my ear, I like it. You know what I mean? So it's not like, no, I don't listen to this. I don't listen to that. You know, mm-hmm. if if I think it sounds nice and I like it, I listen to it. That's all. That's all that should matter. Yeah, that's all yeah. that should matter, right? It's not about I hate rock music. You know, because there's some good some good rock songs out there. Yeah, that. Some people will be like, nah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, sounds good. I, sounds I, good. I, I feel like especially like uh, more, now maybe it's more as things are more way, way more open yeah. compared to like say 10, 15 years ago when you are in high school. Yeah. If you're a hip-hop listener, you're a hip-hop listener and yeah, that's all. That's, if yeah. you're a rock kid, you're a rock or a mm-hmm. punk kid and that's all. Uh, why do you think people like box themselves in that way? They just I don't, I don't know. I guess yeah. closed-minded people, yeah. right? But mm. now it's like... Just listen to what you want to listen to. It makes you feel good, right? Yeah. So I don't discriminate against people that are like, oh my gosh, like I hate this, I hate that. Yeah. It's what they like. You know what I mean? Exactly. So music is subjective. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I, I, so I'm, I'm assuming like you hear music differently now as a creator. All genres, when you're listening to music, do mm-hmm. you listen to it differently from when you're just a fan to no, an actual creator? Not really, no? man. Like okay. it's like all my life I listen to music. If I, the main thing for me would be like, the beat like if i like the beat i would like rock out to it and stuff you know but like it's usually just like certain things like there can be one little thing that can change a whole song that makes it sound super sick Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like a harmony or something i was always like just into the sounds so i would say like i still listen to music the same way you know hmm that's dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all all this music's being played was, but when do you think that you really start to take music seriously? Like you're just obsessed. Um, man, honestly, I'd probably say about like whew, maybe six, seven years ago, I would like t- start 
taking it seriously and like, okay. hey, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to put all my effort into it. Because mm-hmm. before I never put all my effort into it. Mm-hmm. It was more football. Because like, I was a real football head. I love football. Mm-hmm. That was like my main go-to and that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then I just stepped away from it and I just started taking music more seriously. Just because I like doing it more than like playing football. Like not that I don't like playing football. I still play football. I'm probably going to play football tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So... It was just something that it was like I have more passion for music, so I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and do this full full throttle. Mm. And then when I did that, like that's when I started to realize like some results, getting better at singing, learning new harmonies, and stuff like that, and getting better at stacking, understanding, going to the studio, and just like v- like seeing the track before it's made, like hearing it before it's made, because that's what I, that's usually what happens with me. I'll hear I'll hear how the song is going to sound, and then I go in and lay the record down. When you're hearing the, the instrument, like the When I'm beat, hearing the yeah. instrumental, I yeah. can hear, like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The harmonies are going to go here. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a single voice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a layer here. Like, that's usually how it goes. Okay. So I want to go back. Like, so you you played, what, high, uh, football in high school, I'm assuming? You're mm-hmm. a jock, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was the jock that sang. You're the people jock. Would be like, people would be like, oh... Go out on the field, truck them, and then sing to them. Like, you know, <laughs> that's funny. It's pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, say if your identity is being a football player and excelling at that and whatever. And sometimes it's you know I've I've interviewed artists who John River. Are you familiar with John River? Oh yeah. West Coast. Uh, I mean, Mississauga mm-hmm. artist, but like artists like that who are was a soccer player, and then you're like, I need to make a decision. Which direction mm. I'm going to go in in terms of my life purpose? Was that difficult mm. in the beginning, and making those decisions of like switching gears from football to music? I mean, for me, not really yeah. because it's like football. It's like it's just too much of a risk for football, mm. like life wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like health, health wise, is just a risk. Like I just wasn't willing to like go and go through all that with like all these injuries and all that stuff. When it's like, oh, I could just go do music. Yeah, they literally just. You know what I mean? Go and not worry room. about yeah. going and breaking my neck or something or getting a concussion. So it's a real it wasn't, thing. yeah, you know, it wasn't really a big choice for me. Mm-hmm. I always still have football. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go play tomorrow, touch football, you know? So yeah. it's always going to be there. So other than creating music, you love performing. Mm-hmm. What? Tell me what's going, what, what's going on. What's the rush that you get when you're on stage? I mean, I love performing because I love performing my songs, right? Like, and just sharing my creativity with all the people like in front of them and singing it exactly how it sounds on the record so it's like oh he actually can sing like that you know so and just putting on a show for people i love doing that right so it's like it gives me a rush it's like it's different from football because it's like i like playing football and it's like it just didn't give me that rush of what i got of going on stage football gave me a more nervous i'm kind of i'm scared that i might get hurt really bad rush and like performing gives me that I'm nervous because this is gonna be so much fun. You know what I mean? Like rush. Mm-hmm. So And when you're singing your songs and then you're looking into the audience or you're looking into one person and you're seeing these reactions. Yeah, I love the reactions. Like when people know their lyrics and they sing your lyrics and they jump up and down on the hype songs and you see people like hugging when the slow songs come up and stuff. I love seeing, like, that reaction. How does that feel? That It feels amazing. It's like, this is this is worth it, right? Especially when you see people in the front row, like, singing your lyrics. You're like, this is worth it. Mm. I like that. 
Hmm. And uh, the key point that you mentioned when you're performing, uh, you're saying your performance sounds like your music, your recorded music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly because it's different because some people can record music and they'll, they'll go perform it. It won't sound the same. Mm. Like it might sound a little different. Exactly. So I like to make it sound exactly the same. Do, do the things I do on the record and make it sound exactly the same so that when they leave, they're just like, it sounded exactly like the track. Mm. You know, it's it, it's funny that you know that should be the standard, mm -hmm. but we're living in an age right now where there's no standards. <laughs> it's the day it, it's what happens. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a phase, but you just gotta respect it. You know what I mean? Cause, you feel like it's a phase. Yeah, yeah, it's a phase. You just gotta respect it though. Like people are doing what they need to do, and they're making music that people want to listen to. That's it. You know, so mm. I'm just gonna do the same. You know, I don't wanna, I don't hate on people for doing what they want to do. You know what I mean? Like, make the music mm -hmm. you want to make. If people like it, people like it. So that's how you approach it. You, yeah. Instead of spending so much time, like, complaining or hating, you, you're saying... Yeah. Just make the music you want to make. If if people like... Because obviously people like it. Like, you know, like, look at an example, like, 21 Savage. He's not the best rapper. Everyone knows that. But, like, people always go, oh, my gosh, I don't like listening to this guy. But it's like so many people like listening to him because he's like, you know what I mean? It's catching people's ears. So why hate on him for making music that people listen to? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do, do you think it's an easy or hard thing to make music that people like? Um, it could be it could be both, right? Just it's just it's just depending on the audience you're trying to go for, really. But sometimes it could be really difficult making for uh, making music that people really like. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you just gotta try it and do it mm -hmm. how does that factor in i mean in what your, i yeah. the way i yeah. make my music exactly. is i just i just write what i feel at the moment which is why my album that's coming out after christmas is called mood because like it's a bunch of songs where i just wrote how i was feeling at the time right so i just write what i'm feeling at the time get a beat and put it on that beat and just trying to add some flavor to it, try to add some spices, some seasoning, you know? Sprinkle some seasoning. Some seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that's that's interesting because um, is your, you could say your music is like a time capsule. Mm -hmm. Like your body, mood is going to be a time capsule mm -hmm. when you look back five it's years not just now. It's not just like, oh, I'm making music just so people can hear it. Like I'm making this so that you can hear it and this is what I'm making. It's like... I'm making this because it's how I feel. So I want you to feel it too, right? Mm. Mood. It's all mood. It's just each track is just going to have its own mood. Mm. Right? If it's a feel of feeling sexy, we'll be on there. If you're feeling down, it'll be on there. If you're feeling like I hate you, it'll be on there. So mood. And and that's ultimately what music is about, isn't exactly. it? Like feeling. Yeah, feeling. Like people don't understand. Like people do understand sometimes but it's like listening like waking up and listening to a a song picking a song that can like dictate your whole day you know what i mean like you listen to it if it's a rowdy song that could dictate your whole day you know if it's a nice mood like chilling you know relaxing song could dictate your whole day like music music plays a huge part in our all of our lives like look at movies if you watch a scene on a movie that doesn't have music it's gonna be so much more boring right 
if there's no music on a scene that should have music, you just watch it, you're just going to feel it. You're not going to feel nothing. Mm. But then when they add the music, you feel it, right? You know how important it is. It's like so you, important. Oh, it's kind of, you know how important it is, but you kind of don't because it's so intertwined. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. And you don't you don't realize it until literally you watch a movie mm-hmm. and there's no there's no music where on a scene where it should be music, like a sad moment. And it's just zooming in on a person's face and they're crying, but there's no music. So you're just like, you won't feel it as much. Since 2007, The Come Up Show has been sharing music and artists that we feel that you should know about. And whether you've been with us since day one or you just discovered us, I'd like to invite you to celebrate our 10th year anniversary on Thursday, November 30th. The Come Up Show's 10th year anniversary concert features live performances from 1111. Adria Kane. Cry tears for the ones who love love. Cigarette for the pain I can't forget. Kennedy Road. Music is brought to you by Hustle Girl, and it's hosted by Marlon Palmer, a.k.a. That Dude McFly, a.k.a. The Oxtail God. This all goes down Thursday, November 30th at Adelaide Hall. Get your tickets right now at thecomeupshow.com. And did I mention there'll be ice cream cake? I really want to go back to the point because I think I've been thinking about this when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I'm eating breakfast, and if I pull up YouTube on my phone, like, what do I want to watch or what do I want to mm-hmm. hear? I've said to myself, because you know, there's been so there's so much news happening in the world. Like, like if I said, hey, if I pick something negative to start my day, like another negative news item, it's gonna affect me, like subconsciously. Yeah, I don't watch the news. That's what, I don't watch the news either. That's yeah. one thing I don't do. It's just too depressing. Mm-hmm. It's just depressing. You're turning it on. You're just seeing. Yeah, it's so depressing. So I never watch the news. At all. At all. Never. And plus, you can just get it online. Like, you go on Instagram, see whatever, right away. Whatever is important yeah. will, will make it yeah. to your attention. Yeah, exactly. But taking yeah. that to music, because I think that sometimes, yes, you're saying it's you, you don't realize how important it is. Because I do feel like sometimes people just put music on. Mm-hmm. They don't really, it's haphazardly, they yeah. just press and play. Just that, you know, yeah. just to have, but even that too, like, just to put music on, just to have in the background. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of your day. Like, if music... It's a part of everybody's day every single day. Hmm. So it's a huge, it's a huge factor in our lives. Hmm. And I guess, or what do you want? Like, um, like what, what try to impact or what type of like legacy do you want to leave with your music? I want everyone to like, just know my songs forever. Right. Like just have a big collection of songs and they're timeless songs. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do is make timeless songs where people will never forget them. And like you'll be going through your, you know, your tra- your Spotify or something, and you hear the song, you're like, oh my gosh, remember this song? I used to love this song. Like that. That's what I want. I want my music to be heard everywhere. How do you balance between, you know, you're going for the, you know, for history, mm-hmm. leg- like legacy, compared to, and especially in these genres where it's people sometimes do what's hot, what's popping right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They go for the waves. They go for, oh, this is what's working. I'm going to do this too. Compared to like 20 years from now, that song is going to sound timeless. Yeah. 
I mean, I just I just do what I want to do and what I what I feel like at the time. If I want to if I want to make a a pop record, I'll write to that pop record, but like how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's like if it's something I like doing, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like I won't be like, okay, I'm gonna do this song because this is what hot what's hot right now. I'm it's just I'm gonna do this song because I like this, you know, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna do it just because I like it, not because. I think other people will like it, mm. right? Mm. I'm going to go through a couple of tweets that you tweeted on your account, and I want you to expand on them. Okay. One of them is pretty straightforward. It's know your worth. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you tweet? Why do you think it was important to say You just have to worth? know what you're worth and know, like, and don't settle for, le- for less, right? Like, mm-hmm. say you can be with somebody, and they can be treating you like crap, right? It's like... Do you deserve that? No, you don't deserve that. You know what you're worth. So go get what you think you're worth. You know what I mean? Just know know what you're worth. Literally, mm. straight up. You know what I mean? Know you're worth more than someone just, you know, not paying attention to you mm-hmm. or treating you bad. Like, you're worth more than that. So go get it. In the context of you being a musician, when you say, like, know your worth, because there's times, or even not even musicians, a human being, there's times when you know your worth, but you're desperate. Or mm-hmm. you're broke, or you're impatient. Yeah, exactly. Or... And it's like, don't don't settle for less. That's exactly what I'm saying. Don't settle for less. Know your worth. Like, someone could come and say, here, I'll give you this much money. And you're just like, oh, man, I know I'm not worth that much, but that's a lot for me right now. Mm-hmm. You, that's when you got to know your worth, right? So... Is it, t- is it tough, though, that sometimes to make a decision like that? When there's that short money, it's like, yo, like, I'm, I really need this, but, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it can be, but yeah. it's like know your worth, so don't settle for less. So it's like I mm. wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would just be patient and stay and look at the bigger picture. How do you stay patient in overall? Because you know this is a game that there's no like rules. There's no guarantees. Yeah. No, well, there's no guarantees in anything. Yeah. But I just keep making music. That's what I just keep doing. I. That's how I stay patient is I just keep making music. Yeah. If I'm not making music, it's like, hey, what am I doing? But, like, I am just keep making music. Mm. That's what I do. That's it. That's the so, one yeah. thing that you can control. Yeah. That's the one thing I control, and I can just keep going in the booth and making songs for people to hear mm. as I stay patient. And try to progress with it with, with exactly. every uh, record. Yep. And you did talk about a little bit of the album uh, mood you, you said on this tweet, my life is a roller coaster mm-hmm. of emotions. Yeah. That's exactly why this album's called Mood. <laughs> That's exactly why it's called Mood because the album's going to take you up and down. So that's why I tweeted that. I have this question where, you know, when I think about music, good music and music that's like, you know, from the Marvin Gaye to whatever. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the music when they've been through something, like mm-hmm. real, like really, really, really real, right? Like how out of the lowest points sometimes comes out that the greatest music. Mm-hmm. Do you sometimes as a musician, I, I, I ask this to another artist, I'm like, do you sometimes as an artist try to put yourself through stuff or maybe cause drama or like Duh. say, yo. Oh man, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell like, no. yo, I'm, I'm, t- uh, I'm too happy right now. Like nothing's going on. So I don't got like, you know, I don't have nothing to talk about. I don't know. First of all, I don't need to do that because my life has a lot of drama as it is, right? <laughs> so it's like, I, I, I don't like drama at all. I try to stay away from it. So 
I don't need to put myself into more drama. Yeah. You know, you're saying it's already life already comes in built in drama. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Just like a built in USB port or something. Right. (laughs) There's built in drama right when you're born. Like, oh, yeah, here. So I guess when you're going through those motions, the ups and the downs, Mm -hmm. uh, they're good and bad. I don't want to say they're good because they're never good. Yeah. They're never good. And I hate them. I wish I didn't have them. Right. Mm. But it's like if I didn't have them, what, what, what would I write about? So true. It's like, I wonder how you see that as a perspective as a musician compared to a person who's just going mm. as not a musician. They're going through s- stuff and that's it. Mm. Like I don't. Yeah. It's never yeah. good going through them. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But it's like it's um it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It's a it's a curse too. You know what I mean? So it's like if I never went through all this stuff, I wouldn't have anything to write about. Mm. So it's like, I guess it could say like it's a love hate relationship mm. with drama. When you're in the middle of those moments, mm-hmm. is there something in the back of your mind like, it's okay, Eleven, this is going to be a good song? <laughs> or no? <laughs> or are you not thinking like that? <laughs> never. I'm never thinking. I'm going to be honest. I'm never thinking like that. Yeah. It's, it's just, it just happens. And I never think about that after until like a week later or something. I write, I'll, I'll be writing a song and yeah. then that's how I feel. Right? Yeah. Like I feel like writing a song about that because that's how I, I feel. Mm. So that's how it goes. Never in my back of my mind while it's happening. It's like, it's okay, Levin, this is going to be a good song. It's like, no. The, the reason why is because you know that, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. through the bad things. After good... it's like that, but okay. not in the moment. No matter what, nope. how many times that you go through mm-hmm. something in the yeah. moment. It's it's just, it's it's a messed up situation. Mm. And like, I'm I'm not. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Ain't nothing else here better to do. Truck here better than you for me Baby, sometimes, yeah You don't wanna make time for a nigga You don't wanna come right for a nigga Stuck with each other so long Now I'm riding on this song Telling you wrong There's no time for games There's no time to play Treated you good all along Now I'm riding on this song And I did nothing if you think that I need you, you got me fucked up. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, yeah. You know, uh, Eleven, people used to say R&B was dead. R&B ain't popping. Why is R&B dead? How is R&B going to come back? You know, maybe I mean, a few years ago. R&B's coming back now. Especially yeah. the old R&B. Especially like the old school. Like influenced by the 90s. Yeah, like Well, the samples are coming back. Like, yeah. Bro, I mean, the, yeah. it was making a comeback. It was never dead. Like, R&B is never going to be dead. It's going to be R&B if you're singing on a track, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, watch like, out like, for that old school stuff, like that real old school type vibe, like the song Ty Dolla I has with Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. Something new. Well, why do you think that is, like... That song is sick. Uh, why do you think that is, like, is it because it's something that's familiar, something that is obviously It's familiar, 90s. and people, yeah. everyone knows what it is, like, even the little kids in yeah. their generation, because it's like their their moms and their dads used to listen to that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's it's coming back, it's making a comeback. Well, it's at, it uh, like R&B a, is now at the forefront. Yeah, so, right? like, listen to Bruno Mars, you listen to that album, mm-hmm. that's, all, that's all a bunch of old school 90s stuff, and it's amazing, mm-hmm. so... It's making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it was like at a low point? Is was it honestly, yeah, man? I yeah. really don't know. I think yeah. it's just because like the, the hip hop scene was just so much bigger. 
yeah. at the time. Yeah. That R and B just got like drained out. Mm-hmm. But now it's like there's so much more artists coming in and so much more R and B artists coming in and they're making really great music. So there's no denying that. There's also so much of the hip hop stuff. And I feel like people are gonna be getting tired of it soon, so they want more, a more variety of like you know, R and B, R and B music, man. It's coming mm-hmm. back. Yeah, and I'm I'm really like the R and B right now. As you said, it's deniable. It's exactly. Top notch. Yeah. Top notch. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's where like yes, there's emotion in all music, but R and B is even more emotional. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What do you make of the attention that there is now on our city in Toronto? It's great. Like, I know you go to you go to LA a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So they say, "Where are you from?" You say Toronto. Is that different now? It's like, oh my gosh, you're you're sick right away, you know. So it's super different because, like, back in the day, you would say you're from Toronto, and people would think you're whack. They just look at you like, oh, okay. Do Eskimos live there? Yeah, do Eskimos like you live in the igloo? Yeah. It's like, nah. <laughs> no, in the wintertime, maybe, but nah, <laughs> we're totally fine. You know what I mean? But like now, it's like you say, oh. You play you play someone a song, and after they go, where are you from? And you say Toronto. They're like, oh, no wonder. Now that's how it's like, right? And oh, no wonder why your music is so sick. No wonder why you're so sick. You're from Toronto. That never happened before. Never, never. It was never like that, man. Mm. But Toronto's taking over. So much talent. Mm. So much talent. So. Do you feel like we have some of the best producers in the world? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've heard people say Tor- sure. Toronto artists are pretty spoiled with the producers that we have in the city. <laughs> yeah, we have so many producers. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I've, I'm, I've worked with, um, I'm working with, like, Diesel. Uh, he's really dope. Akil, he's really dope. These are, like, all guys. And most of them are from Ajax, too. So it's like, Yo, what holy. Is up with Ajax, <laughs> yeah, bro? Like, they're all from Ajax. Like, every hot producer is like, yeah. oh, from Ajax. Where, where are you from? Ajax. Okay, that's how it is for me. Like, it's like, when I go to LA and tell people I'm from Toronto or something, they're like, oh, okay. But if a producer plays me some beats and I'm like, oh, where are you from? Ajax. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's why you're sick. Like, that's exactly how it goes. That's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, well, I mean, we're pretty much hot right now. We're the hottest. Mm. And how does that make you feel as an artist coming from cool. Toronto? I love man? it. I love it. It's so it's so dope. It's like even cooler now. Yeah, it's you cooler. have You have the music, obviously. Mm. You have the quality. But that Toronto thing is like an extra layer of mm. cool. It's coolness. amazing. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Shout out Toronto. What, is, what has uh, been inspiring you lately in all facets of life like what's been inspiring you 11 um i would just say my my whole life Mm. has been inspiring me just because like stuff i've been going through a lot of stuff Mm. but my whole life has been inspiring me to like write music and stuff about the situations i've been going through Mm. and all that so i would say that's my inspiration Mm. right now this is my life. And, like, we always have artists and, like, you know, the people that we've had on this podcast, like, because uh, the, the purpose of the Come Up Show podcast is to share honesty, mm-hmm. you know, vulnerability, and to also let people know that they're not, I feel like artists sometimes feel like they're alone, mm-hmm. that they're not alone, that they're there's somebody else going through the same thing mm-hmm. as well, too. So you talked about your life as <laughs> roller coaster, yeah. ups and downs. Was there a time that was maybe in your musical career or in your life that was very challenging? It was a low point that you went through that you you would like to ins- inspire people with? 
I mean, when I was working a job from one to nine, mm. uh, not too re- not too long ago, right? Like mm. I was working a job one to nine in a warehouse, just getting up every day and doing something I didn't want to do. Mm. You know, like that was a big challenge for me because I never, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go and work in a warehouse and lift boxes and stuff. Well, my music was here, you know, doing well. And like I was trying to do, that's what I wanted to do. Like I put so much effort into that, but I was in a warehouse just, you know, working so hard Mm. and trying to keep that job Mm. and waking up and going to work and physical labor and stuff. It's something I didn't want to do. Like I just wanted to do music. I'd rather be in the studio Mm. and Getting up every day and doing that was so hard in my life. But I had to do it because I had a family, right? I have a family that I had to feed. So the income wasn't coming from money and uh, from music and stuff. So I had to do that. And I had to just go. I have to go in and work, work really hard. Mm. That was a real down point in my life because it's like, when, why am I doing this? You know, like, why am I doing music? Like, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm just at this job, working this job and mm-hmm. something I didn't want to do. So I just never gave up and I stick to what I was doing and I did what I had to do and I did it and now I'm having an album come out soon. So, cause I just stuck to doing music and never quit. Like a lot of people in that situation would quit. Be like, okay, forget it. I'm just gonna get this job and get another job, make more money. So that was a low point in my life. Mm. And was it like, uh, I was wondering if you, you already had music out, obviously. Yeah. So you had like you could you had kind of a taste of success in terms yeah. of yeah. But I was here and yeah. like working at this warehouse yeah. job, right? So people wouldn't know that from the YouTube views and yeah. the songs or whatever that exactly. are doing numbers. Yeah. They would think that you made it. Mm-hmm. And then you're probably getting that type of like reaction of people having no idea. Yeah, like that, I'm doing I'm, this. Actually, no, I ha- actually have a job and I'm working at this job. Yeah. How so. did you balance that? The, the, the love, the fan, like all the success, people thinking you're I successful. I just did it. I had to yeah. do what I had to do. I have a, I had a family like yeah. that I have to feed. I couldn't just stay at home and not make any money. Mm. So, you know. It's a reality. It's a reality. But then when Literally. you're at when you're at work, you're thinking about music? Yeah, I'm thinking about music. I'm listening to music, but I'm at work working. Mm. Right, so... Hmm. Thank That's you for what I have to say. thank you for sharing that story with no us. Problem. Yo, you're performing at the Come Up Show's tenth year anniversary concert. Pretty excited. Thursday, November thirtieth at mm-hmm. the Adelaide Hall. Yo, I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Too. We got Here this. We go. is, we're on a. I haven't performed in a while, so I've is been this waiting. like a? You're like I know you perform at shows and then headline. Is this your like headlining? set like just you like you're the draw no i've done a couple i've done a okay. couple okay but this is yeah. this is one i have i i haven't performed in a while so yeah i mean the last performance i did was at revolt but yeah. it wasn't a show it was it was just for showcase the, for the showcase like yeah. for the tv yeah. show yeah um but it was fun so i, I can't wait to I do in your own city it. yeah it's dope mm. and when people come and they're checking out like like what what like what should they expect when they see an 11-11, what's an 11-11 concert experience like from a from a fan perspective? Um, it's great. I mean, yeah. the hype songs, you're going to get hype. Like, I like to get hype on the hype songs. Even, yeah. like, the song that I have called You. Yeah. You get hype with that. Um, but just expect good music and good-sounding music, live music, you know, mm. and a, a nice performance, mm. beautiful performance. That's dope. Is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with who are listening right now, 11-11? Um... I'm going to say that uh, I'm releasing a single 
mm-hmm. on Tuesday called Home. Um, I'm really excited for that song because it's a real, it's like a pop-based song. It's really like, you'll want to dance to it. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to uh, release that. Uh, we were going to release it today, but it's just it's Saturday. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not good to release it on Saturday. Nothing's open. Mm-hmm. So we got to wait till Tuesday and release it. And I'm super excited for that. You look like you're... you're yeah, I am <laughs> excited for that because it's going to be... A, it's a, I love this song. Yeah. So it's going to be dope. What's that feeling like when you know you got one and you're like, oh. Just waiting to put it out. I <laughs> yeah. just can't wait to put it out and see what everyone thinks. You know, get everyone's yeah. opinion. So mm. it's going to be dope. That's dope. So Thank yeah, you. watch out for that. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, 1111. I'm excited to see you at the Come Up Show's anniversary concert, man. Appreciate you, man. What did you guys think of my interview with 1111? Catch them live in concert at the Come Up Show's 10th year anniversary, Thursday, November 30th at Adelaide Hall. Tickets are available right now at thecomeupshow.com. I hope to see you there. Peace. Peace.